him. <laughs> How are you doing? Good. It has been a minute. I know it has. Yes, it has. Can you believe it? You know, you know I, listen, there's so much stuff that you got to fill me in on. We're already recording. Uh, you you gotta you gotta give me the rundown first of all. What are you up to? What is going on? How is life? I can't imagine how much you've grown since the last yeah. time we talked. It's been years. So you gotta fill me in. And, and just for everybody listening, just so you guys know, so I went to Iowa State with Megan, pretty much seen her like every single day. We lived like pretty much we're neighbors. So that's how we became friends. So, but yeah, we haven't talked in a while, so this will be perfect for the podcast. Yeah, I'm coming to you from uh, Southern California. January and it's almost 80 degrees. Oh, you're gonna do me like that? Are you for real? Come on. You gotta start. That's how you gotta start. <laughs> oh my gosh! Come on. How are you gonna? How are you where, gonna do me? Where are you at? What's the te- What's the temperature? Where are you? No, don't don't worry. You know what? I'm not even gonna talk about it. I, I like all I know is I see snow and it's that like you know that when when uh, cars have uh, run over the snow a lot and it's that slushy mess. Yeah, yeah. It's that. Oh yeah, I remember. It's that slushy mess outside, so yeah, nothing, uh, nothing to brag home about. I think the ocean just brushed some sand up on the shore, from my point of view. <laughs> I'm just messing. No, but but honestly though, it, it's it's obviously California is beautiful, like, but it's actually sounded like a crazy, like the wildfires. I don't have you been affected by any of that stuff? Nope. Fortunately, where I'm at, we've seen a lot of the dust, the aftermath of that, but the fires itself, it's been north of where I'm at, but. Uh, I've known some people that their families have been impacted, but fortunately where I'm at now we haven't. So um, we've gotten to steer clear of that, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. And, and how, no how, you live, you'll... No, and how's the, how's the business been and stuff? So it's not, no, before we even get into that, before we get into that, you got to just jump into like, cause what I, what I want to dig into overall is just what you've learned, obviously from, you know, going through college, you know, you had good grades when you were in school and stuff like that. But now that you're out in the real world, what that transition from college to the real world was like, and then just kind of what your journey's been like, because I think you've made a jump that a lot of people want to make in the sense that, like, California is where a lot of big things happen. You know, whether you want to be an actor, musician, you know, that's the place to go. You know, you want to start a, you know, a tech startup, you got San Francisco and stuff like that. And then there's just tons of opportunity in, in, in California in general. So, I just want to talk, kind of touch on just that whole journey and, and how, how that's been for you. Absolutely. Um, obviously, with anything, we want to keep it relatable to anybody that's listening. And my story is essentially no different than anybody else that might be listening, just applying it to their life as need be. But I moved out here. I didn't know a single person. I moved straight from college um, to start my career. I'm, I got my degree in kinesiology and exercise science. And I thought that this was an applicable marketplace to apply that, um, given that the weather is nice in the 70s, 60s, 70s, all year round. And the lifestyle that we have here is tailored to that market. Um, so I moved out here in pursuit of my, my own personal career, but it's been a growing process nonetheless from day one since mm-hmm. I've been out here. Uh, and you'll hear that, yeah, California, California is the place of opportunity, and yes, it is, but so is anywhere else. It doesn't matter where you're at. The grind is the same, mm-hmm. um, but for each one's personal growth, it's just dependent on where you start and the challenges that you face, and I know we'll get into that as we go on 
through our discussion today. Yeah. Um, so, well, two, two big things you touched on. One, what makes you say that, you know, opportunity can happen anywhere, you know, because I, I know there's a lot of people who feel that they're waiting for that thing to happen before they can do the thing, you know? It's like, I, I need to move here before I can do this. I need to read that book before I can start this company. I need to, you know, marry this person or have a kid. Or there's so many different scenarios of things that we feel like we have to put our life on hold in order to get something that, that we really want. But what made you, what makes you say that? And then to then go on, going on top of that question, what makes you, what gave you the courage to actually go out to California in the first place and just make that move, like in general? Because that's a big move. Like you're, you're coming from Iowa and you lived in Iowa your whole life, right? Whole life. Yeah, whole life lived in Iowa. And then all of a sudden, bam, you're living in Southern California. Don't know one person out there. Just talk about all, all that. We'll start with that one because that's that's actually the tipping point of how this all started. You know, it was just that feeling inside of me. I knew it. And yes, then it, sometimes it would get in my head of, oh, is this the right move? I'm going to be by myself. I won't know anybody. What if I, quote unquote, fail? Mm -hmm, yeah. um, and I've learned so much since then that, that that's not possible regardless. But to your initial question, what gave me the courage to move out here? It was just that instinct inside of me to listen to it. I just thought there was something indescribable that only I could know. And I thought, I looked at it as if I fail, then so what? I know that California is not for me and I see what's next. Mm. So moving out here, I didn't see it as a potential failure. So I went for it. And yes, it was a grind in the beginning. I, I, remember, I remember when you first got out there. I remember like, because I think, I remember you were paying, like, and just, it's nothing for California, but you were spending a lot on um, rent compared to what you're used to. And then I remember you didn't even have a car. You're just biking everywhere. It was like a monster grind. Like you just had like an all white apartment. You, I don't even think you had furniture, anything. Nope. I slept on an, I slept on an air mattress for six months. Yes. Initially, initially when I moved out here, I had a one way ticket and I just had duffel bags and I sent my bike and I biked across California. Well, not California. I biked about four miles each way to work on my road bike mm -hmm. Uh, for about two years. And my goal was the reason why I did that was after I had graduated from college, I had about $27,000 of student loans mm -hmm. that I wanted to pay off. And I told myself I wasn't going to buy a car until I paid off those loans. So I just, just, I rode my bike to work every day. I got up super early, four in the morning. Some days it would be raining. And I just threw every penny that I had at my student mm -hmm. loans. And seven months later, I had set a year goal to pay off that 27,000 and within seven months, my intensity had just built so high that I just, I saw it moving and I knew I was going to achieve that goal. So I did it in seven and a half months. And from then that has just unleashed even more confidence within me as to what's next. After I paid off my loans, I decided, well, okay, I want even more freedom in my life because I then discovered financial freedom. Mm -hmm. I wanted to start my own business. Mm -hmm. And again, those little thoughts might enter your mind. What if you fail? Is this the right move? But that nudging instinct just came about me again. And I decided I wanted to start Luke and Fit. Mm -hmm. And uh, then that's been two and a half years now. And the trend has just continued to go up. 
So everything so far has continued to move in the right direction, and I'm confident that it will. Well, all right, all right, all right. All right we got to hit the comment for a second because I, I think I think everybody needs to take this in for a second. So she graduated, 27 grand in debt, right? That's what you said, 27 grand, 27 k in the hole. Like, and that's like these days, that's like that's like average. That's what most people seem to be graduating with, right? But seven months, you paid the entire thing off. Yep. And the biggest thing, at least from what I'm hearing, and, and I had actually talked to you, I, I remember when you told me this, because I, I don't know if you told me, but if I heard, but if I saw that you're on the Dave Ramsey show, okay. I don't remember what happened, but I just remember you're on the Dave Ramsey show. And if you don't know the Dave Ramsey show, it's another podcast. You know, he's, he's all about, you know, getting, being debt-free and debt-free challenges. And he wrote a book called the Extreme Money Makeover. Is that what it's called? Yep, Total Money yeah. Makeover. Yeah, Total Money Makeover. There we go. So anyways, he's all about getting you out of debt, and he takes calls all day with people being like, you know, I'm, I'm all this money in debt, what I do. Um, so she's on the show to basically say, hey, I'm, I'm debt-free, do a debt-free scream. Um, but from what I'm hearing, it sounds like the biggest thing you had to do to accomplish that goal of erasing all that debt, and just like to reach any goal, to have a successful business, to move out to California, it requires sacrifice. Absolutely. I still, to this point, but before I go into that, before, it's all perception because when I really look back at it, even now I'm not sacrificing because I have gotten so much more. Like I'm just, I'm just reprioritizing what's important to me. So I might've sacrificed a car, but even to this day, Ian, I don't have a car because I have learned, I would rather save. I bought an electric bike that it's like a motorized electric bike that I get around town. And I've just found other ways, Uber, to get around mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. You know what I'm talking about because all I knew you in college, you didn't have a car. And for the longest time, you would take the bus. You found different ways. And it's, it's not a, it, it doesn't become a sacrifice. It, it's, it's funny what you think you need or what you think you can't live without until you're kind of in that position where you're forced to be like, I kind of have to. Because moving out to California, for you, it was just so expensive being out there compared to what you were used to. That first initial, like, holy crap. It's like you had to do that and you weren't making enough money. Because I remember you were working at, what's that gym called? It's a big chain. Estrada? Equinox. Equinox. Okay. Equinox. That's right. Equinox. I remember that. I remember when you first went up there, you were working at Equinox. And I remember, like, you were working, but you weren't making as much money as you were hoping. And you are like, hey, like, this is California. You know, it's like... 40 bucks to get a copy. Like, how am I going to do this? And I, and I remember that initial, but you grinded it out, you grinded it out. And then like seeing this like jump and then you get debt free. And then that gives you the freedom to go and start your business. So let's start with this. Cause I don't think a lot of people can even relate to the power of being debt free, first of all. And this relates to anyone in oh, life. That's, I, the power. that's that is the ultimate, but go on. Yep, no, go no, ahead. yeah, no, no. Talk just I just want you to talk a little bit about that. Why is that the ultimate? What's what's powerful about that? It's it's an a feeling. I remember the feeling of how it was when you're in debt that there's just this weight on you. It's a constant on your mind that and, and a lot of times you just choose not to pay attention to it because you know it's there. It's easier to ignore it. Like most problems in life. Exactly right. But you know what? The best thing you can do is just say, okay, I'm here right now. How do I move past it? 
and and you just got to have that quite honest discussion with yourself mm-hmm. and there might be people around you that can guide you or um, inspire you to just do whatever goal you have set out but you got to have that initial encounter with yourself say you know what I got myself in this position but I'm going to get myself out of this position and and you look at the possibilities that's to come not I'm $27,000 in debt. It's I'm going to do this because I'm going to be $100,000 in the plus or, or whatever you choose for yourself and continue to grow. And that's going to inspire you to get out of that debt. If you just focus on, oh, I've got $27,000 that I got to pay off. or I got 50 pounds that I want to lose. That's not going to get you where you want. We got to focus on the positive and that's what's going to drive that momentum. And that's oh. what it did for me. Boy, oh boy. So see, this is why, so for everyone listening, and, and this goes to you as well, Megan, like the reason why I did the podcast in this format where we don't just bring you on once and then you're gone and then we never hear from you again, because I started to realize this, like I, I was starting to do a lot of podcasts and you use for co, and there's too much stuff to cover in a half an hour interview that yeah. like you, you feel like you either do one or two things. You feel like you either skim over things really fast and you don't go deep into anything or you feel like you go deep into something and then you don't cover all the other stuff that you felt like you wanted to talk about. Yeah. So we're going to have, you know, tons of interviews to go into other things. And, and I'll even save talking about your business for another one. Cause I think, I think this one's really important because with the financial freedom, I think a lot of athletes, a lot of people in college in general, a lot of people in general, it's just kind of culturally people aren't educated on their finances. Like it's kind of like your parents make money and they don't really tell you how they make money. You know, they go off to some job every day and you know, they pull in a certain amount, obviously, because you're eating, but they never really talk to you about it. And, and that's not everybody. There are probably some people who their parents do talk to them a lot about it, but a lot of people don't. They don't really know what to do when they get in debt. They just kind of feel like college is free money. So they just take as much of it as they can. And then you get kicked out into the real world and you think you're going to make more money than you actually are realistically going to make. Yep. Um, so I would say... It's the, it's the hidden secret, the hidden discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't talk about what each person makes. Who, who cares? Mm-hmm. It doesn't define you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't define you. It doesn't mm-hmm. in, in no way. But it's that discussion that... Ooh, like we just don't brush up upon that. So people are left at, with a blank slate. They don't know what to do. Yes. Yes. And that is so true. And I, and I noticed that like once I got out of school and I, I was done with track, I noticed that, yes, people don't like to talk about how much money they make, but it's them not talking about how much money they make that keeps people in ignorance about situations. And it's a lot of those uncomfortable topics, like even like politics, like, it's like taboo to bring up politics. It's taboo to bring up religion. It's taboo to bring up like race. So all these things that cause probably the most problems today are all things that like nobody really wants to bring up, like even like healthcare. And that's kind of why I wanted to start that conversation with code and get people used to talking about your health. Just make it an everyday thing where you're like, Hey, I'm hurt. And you're willing to put it out there because if you just talk about it, you'll get the solutions quicker when you're open about what's going on. But when you hide stuff and you put it in the dark, it, it just festers and it, and it grows into to an animal. So let, let me let me ask you this with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when when you finally were debt free, and I know I, I you already kind of touched on it again, but I want I want you to harp on it a little bit more. Like what was that feeling like to finally be like, you know what, I got my finances in order, I cleared up all that. What did it do for your confidence and all that stuff? 
Well, after that, I I signed up to run three marathons, that, and I did that within four months that I never saw myself doing. It just, the feeling itself, when I, it didn't even manifest when I screamed debt-free on the, I'm debt-free on the Dave Ramsey show, which you're, after you paid that, all that off, it didn't even resonate at that exact moment. It was after, especially when the bills came in or the money that I made, I got to keep it. And you see that bank account grow and grow and grow. And there is nothing that I will buy that is worth going into debt. Nothing. And like I said, it's not, it doesn't become a sacrifice. You just reprioritize what's important to you and paying off, paying a, ha- a house off cash is a priority or important to me mm-hmm. in life. Um, and everybody has their own priorities to them. So uh, but the feeling itself was, I live it every day. Mm-hmm. I feel it every day. Mm-hmm. It never leaves you. <laughs> and uh, with that, okay, so when you look at yourself now, let's, let's transition a little bit more into the fitness a little bit, and then we'll get into uh, your business the next time we have you on. But when you look at yourself as, you know, you probably worked, you, like when I was, when we were at Iowa State, you probably worked out more than anybody I knew. And I was like, like, I obviously was an athlete there. Like I knew a lot, a lot of athletes and you worked out a lot. Like you're always at the rack. You're always putting in work. What would you say you've learned since now getting out into the field and doing this? And I ask this because this is something a lot of athletes do when they're done with, when they retire. They retire from sports and then a lot of them start training people, whether they do the coaching thing or they actually do become a personal trainer. What has that kind of looked like for you and where did you kind of learn transitioning into that? Biggest thing I've learned is that there is so much to learn. And that's why I've just really put my head in books and podcasts that there's so many wise people in this world that have done it before or are doing it that I just soak up as much from them. And that, that knowledge is everything. Mm-hmm. And that we, we can't get in and just to be yourself. If you're in the service of people, be yourself and it's going to take you to that next place in your life. Be real with people, be genuine, be you and everybody's going to have their their opinions on how you should act or live out your life. But just listen to what's on the inside and be you, and then you'll continue to grow business-wise, financially, emotionally, intellectually. Um, I, did that answer your question, Ian? Or yeah, no, I no, 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 no. There's no wrong answers. And I, I, I think one thing you said that I want to touch on a little bit is just that ability to kind of build that wall around yourself in terms of having the confidence to do what you think is right for your life as opposed to what you think other people want you to do or what they're saying is right like how do you do that like how do you develop that uh confidence to say you know what this is what this is what i want to do and i'm, and I'm going to do it and i'm confident in it it's taken time it, it's something that you know, the phrase of flip of a switch, I kind of had a moment like that, that it was just like, I've been 
doing these different things to better myself, to just focus on myself. And there was just kind of an aha moment, flip of the switch that it's just like it all connected. And then it motivates you to just be your best self every single day. And it relieves so much pressure. Like, oh, what does so-and-so, what are they going to think? Who cares? Like, Mm. the likes. I, I, Instagram needs to get rid of the likes on their app. And I don't want to tell them what to do, Ooh. but that's just one of those things that why can't Ooh. we share things? Now, other... you, now you're going deep. You're going... It's, one of those, it's one of those things that I don't disagree with sharing. Mm-hmm. Sharing certain things that people want to, to see on the other side of the world, what they're doing with their life with their life, but we're valued by how many followers do we have and how many likes do we get? And it's, it can depress people that they're not good enough, that they're not worthy enough. And those thoughts enter your mind and it can take you in a downward spiral. And we're going to focus on getting people out of that and uplifting them so that they're always at that level. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I, uh, so I came off social media for about a year. So pretty much most of 2017, I came off of it. And for that exact reason right there, that I think Instagram is absolutely a feeding ground for depression. <laughs> like it is, it, it, it's a great social network. And obviously they've done a great job making it extremely addictive and all that stuff. But it is definitely a feeding ground for depression and a lot of other issues. If you don't use it for your distinct purposes, you can easily get caught in that mousetrap of, followers and likes and making that your value. So one thing I started doing and the reason why I post stuff like 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 most motivational things is because that's what I've always really wanted to do, but I don't because I feel like if I do that, I know I can get more likes posting other stuff. I can get more followers if I do other things, but I just, you know what? I post stuff now and I literally log off and I don't even care how many people like it. I don't care how many people watch it. I don't care if three people, I don't, it doesn't matter. And you're, you're, you're a hundred percent right in that is you have to, use these tools and things that we have because social media is powerful like to not be on it i think you're missing out as well um Mm -hmm. in certain aspects but i think beyond it if you don't use it properly it can become an absolute pain in your butt and it really can like harm you mentally um like big time yep um okay so i'll i'll ask this and we'll, we'll we'll start wrapping up uh you mentioned books Mm-hmm. and I don't even know this. Like, did you read a lot in college, like outside of like what you had to read for school and stuff? I can't really remember. Not really. And it's funny because there's a library at the end of the street. I have an apartment here in El Segundo, the town in which I live in California. And there's apartment or there's a library literally down the street. Yeah. And I've, I've been in a couple of times. I've lived here almost five years now, but I've really this past year discovered how amazing a library really is. There's so much wisdom. But to answer your initial question, I didn't really read. Yeah. Um, but now that's all I, I, I thrive on reading. Mm. I just, I can't wait to continue to read. Mm. And do you feel like, okay, because you also mentioned how it's like the beginning of knowledge for you was realizing how much you don't know and realizing like in a sense you can almost never know it all so that makes you hungry to want to read and read and read and read and consume and we were, we were texting about this the other day how like you just can't get enough because you know 
that you don't know enough. So it's just like a never ending cycle. Um, exactly. What advice would you give to someone who's in high school or college right now? Cause this is a big thing that I, I've always said to myself, imagine we started reading like we read now when we were in high school, like that would be, yep. that's almost 10 years now <laughs> of, or, you know, well, well, for me, it is 10 years of, of actually just building up knowledge. So what would your advice be to someone who, Maybe they want to read, but they're scared. They don't. It's not cool, or, or they just don't like reading, or whatever the case is. Well, and it's it's excellent that you bring that up because this is why we do this: is that we're going to outreach to so many people. It's going to be the young, it's going to be the old, it's going to be the middle age, especially the young. Because imagine if people learned the nutrient-rich eating habits at a young age, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have to reverse these effects when they're older, majority of people in which I work with, yeah. if you start saving your money mm-hmm. at a young age, instead of going into debt, where you would be when you graduate from college, same with reading, the wisdom, the knowledge that you're going to enter the world with and how many lives you can impact and affect. And yeah, I, I always heard the leaders or readers quote, and I, I got it, but if you're listening, it is so true that start with a little book and and i heard a percentage that like 80 percent of people don't finish the book that they start and i found myself kind of falling into that maybe a few years ago that i would start a book and not finish it but but it's one of those things that there's so much that we can learn to better ourselves and it's up to each own individual um, to do that. And you can start small, find a subject that you're interested in and then slowly expand from there. And I guarantee that that book that you read, you will probably have a nougat of information that that author probably refers you to another book mm-hmm. and the trend, the cycle just continues. You find book after book and yeah. it just keeps you alive. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I take my giant, you know, conscious athlete stamp of approval and i stamp that that is a hundred percent true we're going to end it like this then give your one key to success you know out of everything you've done everything you've read obviously there's been so much information there's one thing you could pass on to the listeners and say this is the one thing that if you get this right this is going to help you a lot moving your life forward what would you say it is knowing and believing yourself listening to yourself. When we think success, we think business, we think money, we think cars, houses, what have you. To start off, you really got to know and listen to yourself. Many people are great listeners. They listen to other people, but it doesn't make sense because we don't listen to ourselves. And that has to come first. Before you can truly listen to anybody else, you got to listen to yourself. And it's just going to it's going to be better for you and it's going to be for it's going to be better for anybody that you come across in your life you guys heard it listen we're going to have Megan back on uh, for episode 2 we're, we haven't even we're, we're just getting started we haven't even got in we're just dealing with the move to California and touching into some of the growth we still got to dive into the business side of things we know we're going to have a lot of fun with that uh, make sure you guys go to athleticcourage.com uh, there's tons of great articles there for you guys to read of just improving in uh, plenty, plenty of different ways. And also, if you have any injuries, any health issues, whether it's mental health, f- physical health, download Co in the App Store. We're going to have the Android version done soon, so make sure you guys get to that. Until next time, you guys. Peace.